This is David Bendet, Senior Pastor of Rock City Church in Corpus Christi, Texas. It's my heart to bring in special ministers from around the world that bring relevant messages that inspire you to become and do everything that the Lord has for you. My prayer is that this message will cause you to be awakened to the more that the Lord has in store. And may you be fired up for His purpose and plan for your life. Wow, good evening. Thank you for giving to us. It's a blessing. Uh, the Lord's really surprised me in the last few months just with that. It's been stunning. Uh, it kind of breaks me on some of the things the Lord's doing in my life. Have you ever felt like you have you have a season where you're not doing too well? You just you just have one of those seasons, and then the Lord just blesses your socks off while you're having the worst season of your life? That's been it. It's been unreal. We had a lady just recently... Just, um, just out of the blue, send us $20,000, and uh, she'd been following us on YouTube and listening to all of our podcasts and stuff, and the Lord was really blessing her, and and uh, I had only met her, I think, one time, and man, when that came across, I about broke, you know? I mean, $20,000, come on. I don't know, it may not be a lot to you, but that's a lot to a country boy. <laughs> I'd never seen a check of $20,000 to me, I'm going to tell you. But I did say, Lord, I'll take some more. I mean, that'd be <laughs> kind of nice, you know. But he, it broke me. It, uh, I was having a rough time. I was having a hard time. I was actually asking the Lord, uh, to be honest with you, uh, do you want me to quit? You know? And I said, I'm ready to quit. Um, if this is it, I don't want it. You know, let's just move on to something else. I'll go fishing, hunting, do something, but uh, I'm done if you want me to. And then that check came in the mail. He didn't have to say a word. <laughs> it was like he slapped me with a check, you know, like, get up, boy. He's going to slap us this year with blessings, and it's going to wake you up. I'm telling you, it's going to wake you up. Mark my word. Some of the stuff that I've even said to even them, is it's happening already in the spirit. I mean, things are going to happen really quickly this year, and God is really going to slap us with some checks. You get ready. He's going to even hand some of us blank checks and let you determine where you're going to, what you're going to write and who you're going to write it to, either you're to yourself or to him. Okay. It's the weirdest thing about prophetic people. We'll start saying stuff, and the prophetic spirit just comes flying in. Can you feel that sometimes? You know, it, it just like the atmosphere just shifts when the the prophetic starts moving in. I love the prophetic man. It manifests good things, and it manifests a bunch of demons too. But I love the prophetic. You like the prophetic, man? It's awesome. Do you know the Lord's prophetic? He knows everything about you. Everything about you. He hears more of your hearts and your thoughts more than your mouth. Can you imagine how long-suffering he is? Because <laughs> you're still breathing. Think of the thoughts that you've had in the last few months. Today. 
and you're here and you're breathing you're here because you're you know you've got a god that loves you you may have had some bad thoughts but for some reason you're still here that means he's still helping you it means he still loves you right where you are he has so much patience with us i don't have that he has to give it to me because there's always the seed time and harvest isn't there isn't it funny how the Lord would not mess with you at certain times? He will encourage you, and you may have terrible things inside of you, but he is not going to mess with it until it's time, until it grows up to its full potential, and then he, he pulls it out of you. And it's not as hard. It's not as bad because it's come to the top, and then he just sweeps it off the surface. It's like heat and gold. You know, you, you'll heat it long enough, but it takes a while for everything to come to the top. And then the blacksmith just sweeps it off. That's our God. And he'll let your life get heated up just so that things can come to the top so that he can just sweep it off. And a God that's like that, I want to follow. I like a man that, that loves me that much to endure my stuff and my stinky poos. And to wait and endure and be my friend while I'm still stinking. And then give you revelation and bless you financially while you're still stinking. Some of us going to cough up something tonight. I can feel it. Because some of us have never understood that God's that, that good for us. But he is. I do not see Jesus here in any of this, of this Bible, being someone that condemns you. I see a God that gives his life for you. God so loved the world that it what? He gave it to you, and he didn't want anything back. Isn't that crazy? He was so in love with your world that he gave you his first fruits. Of everything he made, he gave you the first precious thing, his son. Gave it to you. Because when you truly give something to someone, you don't want it back. You don't want repayment. True giving is when you give without wanting anything back. That's what made a lot of people follow Jesus. He would heal you, and in his eyes, there would be no manipulation of, I want repayment. And that just drove people that were in bondage to thinking you've got to repay God something and it would make them get delivered and fall in love with Jesus, and they would follow him to death. Because they found a man that truly loved them without any opinion or without any hooks. We're going to have that love. We're going to have the love of Jesus this coming year. Not the love of Brad, not the love of Joe or Sue, but your whole life is going to be transformed this year. People are going to be saved because... God's going to love them, not try to save them, if you can hear that. I remember when I, I got into really trying to save the world and save people, I was ticking people off more than I was saving them. Right? And I got frustrated, and I said, Lord, I'm being rejected for the gospel. He said, no, you're rejecting people. He said, why don't you love them and let me save them? 
I said, well, that's a, a different perspective. He said, I'm the only one that can save them. So show them love. Don't try to get them in the kingdom. Show them the person of Jesus. Live the nature and they will see Jesus. They will see me. They'll ask questions. Isn't that the way the Lord saved you? Isn't that the way the Lord treats you today? Isn't that why we follow this wonderful God? Not because we have to, it's because we want to. Jesus is no ticket into heaven, is he? No. He's not a ticket. He's a person you have to follow into heaven. He's someone you walk with. He's actually real. You can talk to him. You can feel him. You can introduce him to people in a friendly way. I remember walking in a... Y'all have bylaws here? No? It's a grocery store up north in the Carolinas. What do you have here? Heb. What's that place? <laughs> Hebe? 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 Hegee? Whatever. And I was walking with a, I was walking with a young man that uh, was uh, kind of, I was mentoring, and there was a presence of God that walked in b up between us while we were walking down the aisle. And he looked at me and he goes, oh my God, what is this? And I said, that's the Lord. He said, he's actually real. I said, yeah, he is. He goes, what, what does he want? I said, he just wants to walk with us. He said, this, I said, this is actually the way we're supposed to walk with God. To have him literally being with us and walking with us just like he did in the old days. Because just in the old days of what happened with the disciples and walking with Jesus can happen with us. It's not something like th this is over and then we've got a flolic for the rest of our life. No, Jesus came to actually show us that we can walk this same pattern as the disciples did with Jesus and have the real person, Jesus, walking with us. He wants us so much to introduce him, it's unreal. I remember actually introducing him to someone. I, I had to lose my religious rhetoric. I wanted to actually use my religious rhetoric. And the Lord said, just introduce me. And I said, how do I do that? Well, isn't that a stupid question? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a Muslim. And I said, hey, well, uh, Jesus is real. And he said, show me. I said, well, if, he, if he's real, he'll come right now. He said, okay. And I said, Jesus, you want to introduce yourself? Knocked him slap on the ground. <laughs> I was just standing there like a dummy. Walked, Jesus walked right up to him, and the power hit him so hard. He started crying. He screamed out, and he said, this is what I've been looking for. That was easy. He cried out, this is what I've been looking for, instead of me saying, I know what you need. That's a whole different spin on things, isn't it? Okay. I wasn't going to say that, but I had to. All right, I want you to turn to your Bibles because I want to say something prophetic tonight. I'll try. Because I, I want to give you um, kind of a, 
a synopsis on what we're about to do, what's coming, but I'm going to do it very quickly because there, I've got a lot of notes here, but I'm not going to go over them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do two things tonight, and then we're going to go and celebrate New Year's and buffet our body somewhere and eat. <clears throat> Is that all right? Yeah. <clears throat> Y'all okay? I want you to turn over first to Matthew 15. Matthew 15. Matthew 15, and we're going to start in verse 32. Man, I love you, Lord. Isn't he cool? Jesus is pretty cool. Tell me when you're there. It says, what, what uh, translation is this? What was that? New King James. Okay, that's the godly version. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, <laughs> don't manifest on me tonight. Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. Three days. He's walking along, he's been walking for three days, the whole multitude has fallen him. And for three days, they haven't eaten a thing. He led them right out in the wilderness. And they were faithful to follow him. And the reason he's having compassion on them is because they have been faithful to a certain point. But you, because we're human, some, we need sustenance from God. You can be faithful so long in things God has called you to, and things to walk in, but there's a point to where you get weak, and God has to give you something brand new or give you food in order to keep going, right? Right? Because you can't live without God. I'm sorry. I'm talking truly live. Live the real life and have a happy life. You can live on this earth and be miserable and not have God, Right? And you'll starve for the rest of your life. You may have everything in this world, but man, something in your heart will always be looking for the, the real Jesus, right? That gives you real sustenance in your life. But here he is, he's walked three days even with them. They've been faithful to go through the walk. They've stumbled on their way there, and he's feeling their pain. He's feeling their hunger. He's feeling them feeling faint. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that ought to show you we've got a God that doesn't think about himself like we do. He's feeling their pain, not his. Because uh, if, if there was anything that he should have done was think about himself and turn, make a miracle and maybe turn some stones into bread and feed himself. Because he, he was the son of God. He should have fed himself first. But he thought about feeding them first, which causes him to actually be fed. If you ever want to be fed by God all the time, feed other people. It's amazing. Give your bread that is given to you to others, and you'll be surprised how it multiplies for you, whether it be money or revelation. And so he's having compassion and 
they're kind of frustrated, they're, they're hurting, they're, they're hungry, they're feeling weak, and he says, they've been with me for three days and have nothing to eat, and I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. Faint on the way. And something's about to happen. There's a shift that's about to happen. He is walking, and now he is about to change and make a 90-degree turn in the, in the dimension of his father, and he's about to do something completely different. No one has ever seen this before, but they're about to see it now. And a lot of us have been in this position. We have been faithful in what God's telling us to do, but we have gotten weary. There's been a lot of things we've tread through. There's a lot of things we've stumbled over, and you feel like, man, I, I've been so faithful, but man, I am really tired, and I am almost burned out. Anybody? Don't lie to me. Right? Because you've got to admit, some of this 2016 has been tough. Right? Been a roller coaster ride. But it, you know, but that's what life is. Life is trials because you enter the kingdom of God through much tribulation anyway. But it led them to this place to see God in a different way. So everything that you've gone through and even what you're feeling, heaven is feeling you right now. You haven't failed and you're not at the point where you're, you're such a mental worker and you're, you have a, an addiction to trying to make everything happen and, and you're burned out that way. No, you have actually been faithful to a certain point and God is about to feed you. He is about to hand feed you new revelation new prosperity, new finances, and he's about to change some of your geographics as well. But the thing about humanity and with us, if we're not careful, if we stay on this track and, and just keep trying to be faithful with God and stand in this works mode, and he goes to sit down, we could walk right by the blessing that God wants to do for us. Kind of like them rowing in the boat. Y'all remember them rowing in the boat? And they were so focused on rowing in the boat that Jesus almost walked by them. Y'all remember that? That could happen to us. Because we're being, we think we've got to be so faithful with the Lord that we're so in tune trying to be faithful instead of focusing on what God is actually doing. If you want to be truly faithful in life, just watch Jesus' movements, not yours. Focus on him. So here he goes. He's about to change it. Switch it over to the next verse. We'll read it together. Can you do that? Then his disciples said to him, Where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? Keep going. And Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? And he said, Seven and a few little fish. Keep going. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. Say that with me. <laughs> I'd manifest. They've been faithful so hard and they've been walking for so long. But if you're real faithful and you've been working really hard and then the Lord says, okay, now I want you to rest, it's going to be hard. 
Right? I'm going to rest in Jesus. Oh, yeah, sure you are. If you're a workaholic, it's going to be tough. You're going to manifest something that's negative. Right? But he didn't even command them. He sent men to them to tell them. Oh, man, that's worse. Like, I'm not sitting down. God has to tell me himself. <laughs> right? So he sends these, his disciples out that are, you know, tax collectors, professional fishermen, uneducated men to go be these men to tell them, okay, now God is he's shifting, and now he wants you to sit down on the ground, and he wants you to rest in your place. Now, that whole place did not just go, oh, yes, hallelujah, and sit down real nicely. Oh, they were, so there was grumbling, complaining. There were people out there that were wanting to kill him that were following him. I'd say 80% of them were his enemies. Right? But he's having this wonderful compassion, and he's shifting from walking. Say this with me. He's shifting from walking... Into resting. And the only way you can enter the rest of God is to obey what he tells you. If he tells you to sit, sit. If he tells you to stand, stand. If he tells you to walk, walk. If you listen to his commandment and you obey it, you start entering into this rest and you start getting fed. But if we're in such a work mode and we're, we're used to going into works and we hear the mindset of works instead of the Lord, we're going to miss this next dimension that's about to happen. Because the only place of rest is in Christ. Right? He said, I will give you rest. And Hebrews even says that there remains a rest. Well, the rest is Jesus. So this whole year has got to be about Jesus and not us. It's got to be focusing on what he wants to do and what he tells you. And so he makes them sit down to rest. And the strange part about that is when they sat down, let's read what happens. Flip it over. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks. How'd you like to be watching this guy? He gave thanks and broke them and gave them to his disciples and the disciples gave to the multitudes. Keep going. So they all ate. Say so they all ate. And they were filled. They didn't even work for it. They didn't work and bear fruit or get the sustenance from God by the sweat of their brow they got fruit and sustenance from God from obeying his voice. Because one of the curses that goes all the way back to Adam is that we would bring forth fruit by the sweat of our brow. In other words, through your own mentality. But we're about to end that mentality and obey his mentality. And if you obey his mentality, you'll be fed supernaturally by heaven all year long. Even the church is about to change. Programs are going to end because they're not working anymore. Institution will change because they're not working. 
There's a lot of things that are happening out there in this world, even with the churches. They're trying to have a lot of, I know some that are trying to have revival, send revivalists in. The more they send revivalists in, the more people leave. And it's killing them. They're saying, what's going on? Why aren't we building the church? Because we're so used to doing the same thing instead of listening to what God is doing because he has now turned and he's shifting. He's shifting. And we're going from works to listening. Right? Because everybody can hear the Lord. Everybody can. Why the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Now he wasn't just talking just to Christians. He's talking to humanity. Right? That, that book's for everyone. So everybody can hear the Lord. But if we're so used to works and he goes to sit down, he wants to feed you and he's telling you to rest and you go, no, I don't believe that's the Lord. I really got to get this thing done. Then you'll miss out on the prosperity that he wants to bring in your life. I had, I've already seen this happen to one particular pastor just two months ago. When he rested, which drove him nuts, because he was so used to working. He was, he's not only a pastor, but he's also a businessman. And when the Lord told him to start resting, he had to cut some things out that were actually taking his time that really were frivolous. And guess what? When he cut those things out in his life, guess what came to him? Everything that he had been praying for. His wife, even this major like uh, producer, came out of nowhere wanting to give his wife an opportunity to put her music out in the, the streams of the world, just out of the blue. And guess what happened? When all this stuff hit him and God started feeding him while he was resting, he said, oh man, what do we got to do now? We've got to go sign, maybe we wonder if this is the Lord. I wonder. And he started doing all that. And I, he, bust, he called me, he goes, well, what do you think I ought to do? I've got all this opportunity, you know, and he started that whole anxiety work thing. I started laughing, I said, why are you laughing? I said, but you didn't do this. The moment you rested is when God started feeding you. If you just sit your rear end down in this area, God would actually feed you, and you may have things come in your life that you don't have to work at. Oh, man, I'm not talking about being lazy. I'm talking about just being obedient and listening to the Lord. Because when they sat down, that's when the miracles happened. God can't do a miracle unless you obey him. Oh, Lord. The bread wouldn't have never been multiplied if they've never obeyed him to sit down. Heaven has to work with your obedience. And so when you obey, it attracts heaven to crack something open to release in your life. But man, the enemy wants to keep us sweating at our brow, not listen to the Lord and listen to our wisdom 
and say, man, if I don't get this done, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm really being diligent and I'm, I'm showing myself approved. I mean, you can make it God. You can make anything God. And then you go home and you're a hellion to your wife. Okay. Come on. Have you ever worked your hind end off in your mind all day long and man you you feel like you're really making progress and you're really making things but man the you ever checked yourself what fruit you're really actually exuding out of your life what attitude you're having yes this is new year's i'm going to bring you hope here in a minute but i'm trying to show you something god's not after your works he's after you God is showing them for the first time what it's like to truly be like Jesus. Because this was happening every day of Jesus' life, this pattern. Jesus would have to lay down his life. He would have to sit down and let the Father take over his life. And Jesus lived supernaturally. He did to these people what the Father was doing to him every single day. In one translation in here, it says there was much grass there. Like we're a bunch of sheep. But in this, he was fulfilling Psalms 23. He leads me into he green pasture, but he leads me. Say that with me. Leads me. Anybody that's led, that means they, are, they will obey. They will follow something. And when you're a follower, you get green pastures. But when you're a leader trying to follow, tell the Holy Ghost what to do, you're in trouble. You're going to have poverty all your life. Because we're, we're like sheep that are supposed to be following a shepherd, right? But we've slowly kind of changed into God being like a slot machine or you know a candy machine god i need this and god i want you to do that and god i want you to do this and you know and god being our servant but this year god, we're going to be god's servant we're going to serve god because he's a king yes he's a friend and he loves us but man we've got to serve him as well but if you serve him you get heavenly bread. And the rest that you will enter in will be not just you being lazy. It will, it will lead you into opportunities and things that you thought you'd never do. And you will be at rest with it because you know you didn't have the strength or the aptitude to even do what you're doing. Because with God, all things are possible. Right? To live with God and to walk with God is all you have to do is die every day. You just have to die to your own mentality. That's all. It's not hard. It really isn't. Now, our brain, when I say die every day, your brain goes, eh. <laughs> because our carnal mind, if it thinks about dying to its will, that means it's looking at the Lord. Uh. 
When you start going, I don't want to die. Can, can you feel your brain go, I don't want to die? Right? As soon as you feel your brain, I don't want to do that, that you, man, you, you're entering into something with the Lord. And that was happening daily. Why would Jesus say you've got to die daily or take up your cross daily? Because he was doing it. Jesus would never tell you something that he's not doing. So he was telling them through his own experience what it's like to walk in heaven. You want to be with daddy all the time. If you want to have the manifestation of, of my life and all these things you're watching happening, all you got to do is just take up your cross daily, die daily. That's what life's about. The only way you can get into heaven is through death anyway. So if you want to live in heaven all your life while you're here on the earth, just die to your own will. Wouldn't that be a cool fad? We'd actually get happy because you'd actually have the Lord. We might be grumpy for a little while. Man, you start realizing, man, my will wasn't that fun. I was fainting. Why'd you? Uh... <laughs> so they all ate. So they all ate. Now this one, didn't, one person didn't do this. All of them did it. Sometimes there was 4,000. Sometimes there was 5,000. 5,000 people obeyed the Lord. And 5,000 people caused a heavenly thing to actually happen for their life by one crazy obedience. Just sit down. Stop what you're doing and sit down. You think there was some crying going on? Because, see, these people were used to being under the mentality of Roman government, building uh, roads and a religious hardness, being snookered by the synagogue. And now they're, te he, they're listening to a man to tell them to sit down. And you, you can... I mean, I, I would have compassion on them too. I'm sure Jesus knew where they were coming from. I'm sure they were thinking, oh gosh, here we go. We got another minister on our hands. Never mind. He's going to manipulate us. And they keep watching him, keep watching him. And all of a sudden, they see this man that creates a miracle for them. And after they're done, they've got baskets left over uh. God just don't want to feed you just what you need he wants to give you more than that well Lord I just need a little just for me right now well too bad he'll give you more <laughs> but you're going to have to be like this multitude you have to realize Man, I kind of, I, I, I'm a little bit weary of this. I've kind of, I've been there, done that kind of thing. Y'all have done that? I've been there, done that. But I'm going to tell you what, this year, don't do the been there, done that when God tells you to do something stupid. 
Because it was stupidity to sit down at that moment. That was crazy. It was foolishness. I'm supposed to be doing the miracle. I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be working at my booth. I'm a man. I'm supposed to supply for my family. Y'all ever done that? Man, I remember the Lord said, get back in that house. You ain't working. I was like, huh? I had a problem with work. He fed me supernaturally for a year. Don't try it unless he tells you. I manifested all year. I came from a father that just, you know, he worked hard. But I can tell you sometimes the mentality of working hard is not actually something to brag about. Sometimes that offends God because you're not allowing him to actually work with you as well. You're like Cain. You're, you're, you're tilling the ground. You're bringing forth fruit. But you're a miserable soul and you're going to kill the one that comes along that actually just gets supernaturally blessed by God. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, let's finish. <laughs> Go to the next one. Now those who ate were 4,000 men besides women and children. Keep going. Isn't that awesome? Women and children were doing all this. you imagine what's coming? There's going to be a crowd of thousands that are going to do this. They're going to follow Jesus no matter what. We're going to be a real, true, living DNA of Jesus in the way that he walked. I know this sounds really stupid, but I'm going to challenge you. This year, he's going to knock your pants off with it. I'm serious. Some of us may or probably think, though, this is crazy. You know, this just sounds ridiculous. I hope it does sound ridiculous. Because he's going to challenge some of us that think that hard work and, and being miserable all your life is actually honorable. God didn't want Cain's fruit. He wanted Cain. Right? And he sent away the multitude, got in the boat, and came to the region of what? Magdala. Right. Isn't that strange? He makes one point, he goes this way, and he shifts, and he goes to sit down. And he sits down, he tells the people to sit down, and he does this great miracle for them feeds them, and then he gets in the boat and leaves and leaves everything for them. You know why? He knew if he stayed there and gloried, and it'd show that he was the one that actually did it. It would give him glory. So what he'll do is he'll give you everything and show you that he doesn't want anything for you, from you, to make you pay it back. So what he does is he'll bless you, and then his presence will leave and allow you to enjoy what, you, what, what you're eating from Jesus. And when you see that from him, it will cause you to want to chase after him again. If he had stayed there and go, let me tweet this. Look at the miracles that we did today. 4,000 people. <laughs> if you want to give, call 
I'm serious. That's the reason he left. He didn't leave just because the father said, we got to go with us. No, he left because he cared for the people. He knew if he sat there like either a Roman government or, uh, or the religious synagogue, that type of ruler lording over everybody, if he stood there, it would make them want to ha have to give him this great homage and feel like they owe him something. Oh, gosh, be with me. What makes me praise the Lord and want him so greatly is because he doesn't want my praise. He just wants me to be happy. The praise isn't for him. The praise is for me. Because if I praise the Lord, I get free. It makes you, it, when I praise the Lord, I, I have to choose to die to who's thinking and wonder what well, my voice is not that. <clears throat> praise the Lord. You know, you go through all this mentality, but if once as soon as you open your mouth to praise Him, it's for you, yeah. and you break free of your old self, and then God gets to live. Oh Lord, yeah. when you praise, well, can I go there real quick? When you praise the Lord, you die. Professional praisers, they're not really doing anything. <laughs> they're not. But boy, I'm going to tell you what, when you see somebody that comes up and they're broken, it's taking everything they do, or you, somebody that's sitting out there and it's taking everything they can just to open their mouth because they feel a little bit embarrassed, they've never done this before, and they start opening their mouth and then they start crying, you look over there. As soon as you see somebody broken that have left their own will, you are looking at Jesus. And then all of a sudden, isn't it strange? You were in a bad mood earlier, but then the Lord says, just go ahead and praise. And you give him pay. And you try to fight it. Below, and then you go, hallelujah. And you're like, man, this is awesome. And then you start getting happy. And you like the guy that you hated. And, and everything's just wonderful. And then you run up to the pastor and say, the presence of God is in here. But you were just a hellion while ago. Hey, man. Shane, what are you doing here, boy? <laughs> Good to see you. You ever had that? Or you fight with your wife and you, all the way to church, you know? I told you, and you, you know, and then you get in here and you both have to die. The reason you're feeling the presence of God is because you're not living. Oh, Lord. It's not you that's feeling the presence of God anymore. It's actually now you have actually transformed into him. Oh, God. It's not you living. The only way you can see an angel, the only way you can look at God is only himself looking. So when you're praising the Lord, is for you, and then you're transformed into his image, and then all of a sudden you go, man, the Lord's here, like he hadn't been there, but, you know, <laughs> the Lord's here. Right? But you don't realize you are possessed. And you are just like him, and you're feeling what it was like to be like him when he was walking. And you go around giving words and, you know, dancing. And you could care less what you look like. And you end up looking like Jesus. 
I mean, Jesus would dance and twirl. His disciples come back and they're going, man, you ain't going to believe this. The demons actually came out of people in your name. It's awesome. And he gets so happy and he starts twirling around and rejoicing. Can you imagine looking at a king? Can you imagine for the first time looking at this rabbi and then all of a sudden in the culture of control, he's going, that's awesome. He didn't get out no hymn and go, oh, yeah. No, that sucker got wild. I know if my wife's looking, I know she's laughing at me if he's, she's watching this. She's probably saying, I'm, he's giving the donkey kick. <laughs> God's shifting. He knows you've been faithful in all your works. But if you continue to do what you've been doing, you're going to faint. And you're not going to make it. And he's telling us this year, just listen to me. Write it down if you're making notes. Listen to him. Listen for his voice, whether it be from the Spirit or whether it be from someone else like one of his disciples. Listen. We're so used to killing ourselves that we're, we think it's honorable with work. Why, Cain got so mad. He thought it was honorable. Man, look at all this stuff I've given to you. And the Lord rejected it because it was all out of his own strength. Abel, he heard God. And God told him, I'd like one of your best lambs. Because the Bible says that Abel was a prophet. Abel was listening to God. Cain was listening to his own mind. And saying that that was honorable to bring forth fruit that way. And then God brought favor to his life. God did the same thing to Abel as he's doing right here for this multitude of people. They listened to him and he blessed them. They sat down. They just obeyed. It wasn't just about just sitting down. It was about obeying the Lord. That's all. You've been weary. But it's got us to this point to actually follow the Lord. He's shifting, and now he's wanting to show the whole world a people that will obey the Lord and see supernatural prosperity come. I, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of doing it my way. Making, them, making me, give me a lazy eye or something. It's awful. I can't stand it. Besides, you're saved because he saved you. You didn't do it. You started out not doing it. Okay, that was my introduction. We'll go to 10. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm going to give you one more. 
Does this help? Turn over to uh, Joshua 3, and then we're going to end there. Tomorrow at church, we're going to talk about this coming season of how we're going to build and what's going to come as we're building. It's pretty cool what's coming. We're going to build according to what the Lord wants instead of what we want. That's going to be cool. Y'all there? Joshua 3, uh, verse 11. They're about to cross over. Joshua's about, y'all have heard this one before, haven't you? They're about to cross over the River Jordan. And, you know, one of the definitions of Jordan there is, is, is death. And uh, it's strange, but God gives Joshua this, this blueprint on how to cross over. First of all, an angel visits him and scares Joshua to death. And then he asks the angel, whose side are you on? And the, and the angel says what? Uh, I'm on God's side. So he's basically telling Joshua, uh, there's no sides. I'm the only side. So you're going to have to follow me, right? Because Joshua had the same mentality as we do today. God's my servant. Uh, he, he had to shift right then. Oh, okay, yes, I'm getting behind you. I'm not leading you, right? So he gets a visitation of an angel and gives him straight direction on what's coming, what he's to do. Get ready for visitations this year. God's not, not going to just give you a visitation to give you instruction, but God's going to give you a visitation to show you you need to get on his side. You need to get on in his mentality. That's a big one for us as, a, as an American church because we're more consumer-driven instead of servant-driven. We are about to change that. God is about to change that. We are going to be slaves for Jesus. I love it. I love being enchained with God. Make me a prisoner of Jesus. Just hook me up, and I'm, I mean, ankle and all. Just chain me to you. If I'm in trouble, just drag me. Oh, come on. Some of y'all some stinkers. You need, you need a chain to God and let him just drag you, you know? Right? <laughs> so verse 11, here they go. They're about to go. They're about to cross over. Say, they're about to cross over. It says, behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Now, just think about the ark being like Jesus, this being the Lord. Now, therefore, take for yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man from every tribe, and it shall come to pass as soon as, as the souls of the feet of the priest who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest, say rest, say rest, say that with me, they shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off and the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. And so it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant, therefore the people, uh, before the people, and, and those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest who bore the Ark dipped in the, in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all of its banks during the whole time of harvest. Isn't that weird? 
I don't know if you've ever seen pictures when Jordan actually starts to overflow its banks, but when it starts overflowing its banks, it's rushing. It's chaotic. And he's telling them, I want you to go out there, put your feet in there, I want you to rest in all that chaos. Uh -huh. All the death that's going on in your life, all the trials, all the stuff that you think's flooding in your life, that's your time. That's the point where I'm going to tell you, rest. But everything's chaotic. I've got to get in control of this. I'm trying to lose this. I need to find that. Right? When it's crazy and you've got death in your life, you've got things that are just overflowing and you feel like you're about to have a panic attack, trust me, that's the time to look at the ark Look at Jesus and go, oh my God, this is it. This is when I get to rest. And as soon as you obey, say obey. As, as soon as you obey and you go, this is it. This is the way Jesus does it. As soon as you do it, guess what happens? Everything starts to change because then God does all the work. God does not wait for peace to do something. He waits for chaos. He waits for death. And he's like, he's standing there like death. That, that, it, it, that's his gate. The cross is the gate to heaven. Can you imagine being the priest? Man, you've been bearing that thing that whole time and then... Joshua is the type of Jesus. He says, now, I want you to watch the ark. And I want you to go out there and get in that water. What? This is the wrong time. Uh, let's wait until it calms down. Let's wait because it's overflowing its bank. Don't you know the season that we're in? This is not the season. The, the grace is not here. The grace is not here. <laughs> Besides, this thing weighs too, it's too heavy, and I can't carry it in this chaos. And, and, and he's going, well, that's, that's what the Lord said. This is when we cross. This, this is when God actually shows himself if you'll just rest in the chaos that you're in. There's a lot of us that have got a lot of death going on. There's, like his, I know. I know for a fact prophetically because the deaths that they've gone through, they're about to cross over into something brand new. And I'm not doing that just because I'm a prophet or somebody prophetic. I know when somebody calls me and they're in chaos, I start going, <laughs> and I offend them. But, uh, and, I, and I say, man, this is going to be great. And they go, well, you ain't gay. I said, just rest in it. You're coming in. You ain't coming in. We got to be different than the world. The pattern, you look at the pattern of what they're doing is the same pattern Jesus lived. It's crazy what Jesus would do. As soon as, prophetically or in type of shadow, as soon as the Jordan or death and chaos got around him, he started looking for the Father. He started looking at the Father. Okay, Lord, what do you, Father, what do you want to do? Because it was like, it was overflowing its banks. People wanting to kill him, catch him at his words. 
they're wanting to do everything to him. And then he gets inspired. This is the year you do get inspired, but you've got to rest in the chaos that's going on because you're at the end of the 2016. But it has pushed you to get into this place to rest and see it as the Lord, and everything's going to start opening up this year for you. Things are going to reverse that was supposed to fall your way to destroy you. It's not going to happen if you rest. Well, you just don't know my story. Oh, I know your story. I've had, I've had cancer three times, supposed to be dead right now, been betrayed 1,200 times. I mean, I got stripes on my back to prove it. Literally, right? But when I found out, as soon as there's pain, oh, my, I'm going in, buddy. This is it. This is time. But if it starts to happen as a... As a people, because they all went in. Again, they all went in. It wasn't, it wasn't some forerunners and stuff like that. They all went in together. They had the mentality. They all obeyed, and they go, oh, my God. It, okay, it's overflowing this bank. It's all chaos. We really don't want to do it, but the Lord said it. Time to rest our feet in it. And if the world sees us doing a whole different mentality, the mentality of Christ, everybody else will want it. But we're still living the, the, the mentality of the world. Well, there's got, it's got to be peaceful for it to be the Lord. <laughs> no, it don't. I don't know about you, but a lot of people come to the Lord. That's when it's chaotic right now. When, it, when they come to the Lord, it, it is chaotic in their life. I don't know about you how you came to the Lord, but I was bucking and kicking. Lord, Lord says, hey, if, if you don't change now, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> My life was chaotic. Jordan was overflowing its banks, and it attracted God in my life. Isn't that crazy? Your chaos attracted God to come in and save you. Oh, don't, don't get me to go there. I'm going to warn you this year, we're going to have a great year, but I'm going to tell you what, you're going to see some chaos. It's going to be a great year, but if we don't have this kind of mentality, a lot of people, a lot of people will end up cursing the Lord because they won't see how the Lord is moving because they've subconsciously been taught a different way. Are you with me? You watch when our government starts changing things, and I won't even get into that. When the government starts changing things this coming year and the next year and the next year, it's going to be a rough ride. Sanctions lifted, things changing, imports, exports. Oh, man, you talk about manifestation. We're hallelujah now, but wait until it all actually falls. There's some things we'll have to actually not have for a while in order for this ship to get turned in the right direction. And it will look chaotic, but man, if those that are in the mind of Christ, they'll be going, oh, this is awesome. 
because we're entering, entering into harvest time. If you want to save some folks this year, save the ones that are miserable and then chaos. Don't look for the ones that are, look for them miserable souls that aren't doing too well. You won't. They'll be, they'll be, y'all might have to save me. I don't know. <laughs> The reason the Lord's given us this, you know why? He wants us so bad to live with him. The reason he's given us revelation of how he thinks is because this is your, the mind that he's actually, in, he's, it's an inheritance that he's wanting to give you so that you can no longer live like the way of the world. You have a king that loves you. And I'm telling you, this year, he's wanting to give us brand new things, brand new. A brand new mindset, a brand new life, a brand new opportunity. Brand new jobs. It's going to be crazy. Market's going to sky rise for a little while. If you're doing trading and stuff, you better follow the trends. Don't try to, don't try to trade, you know, uh, and being reserved and in fear, follow the trades and the waves and the trends that's going to be coming this year. It's going to be awesome. You're going to make. There's going to be people that's going to make millions of dollars just doing that. And the Lord's going to tell them where to put it, what to build, and they can only give glory to the Lord. Ordinary men are going to be our leaders and women. Ordinary. Leaders are going to change. Ordinary, uneducated men are going to change the church. They're going to change governments. They're going to change cities like this one. Ordinary people. Hard-working folk. You. Me. I'm no good person. I'm not. I'm a redneck. I'm a redneck. I'm a country redneck. But at least I know who I am. He can. Uh, people have asked me, why are you so prophetic? Why are you so prophetic? I said, because God has to tell me what to do. I'm so stupid. All right, stand up. Let's pray. Right now, some of you <coughs> are at the tipping point of chaos. There's even things in your life right now that are irritating you. I'm talking just like an itch. Y'all ever had those itches that just won't go away? Uh, right? You ever been cut and then after you get cut, you know, you get the scab there and then when it's really starting to heal, it gets irritated and you want to scratch it all the time? You ever done that? 
Well, that's a sign that you're actually at the end of your healing. Uh, so you're getting irritated. You're at the tipping point of irritation. You're at the tipping point of when is this going to end? And you're at that point where it's itching really bad. You've been begging the Lord. But all that itching and all that irritation has actually been a sign that, that, that your wound and all the stuff that you've been through is ending. It's going to be over. Oh, God. At 12 o'clock, it's going to be over. Man, I felt that, Jesus. Now close your eyes and look at your chaos. And, and man, look at it now in a different way. Look at that itch. Now you know why it's been irritable. Now you know why you're at that tipping point. Because you're at your end. You're at the end of it. And you're at your beginning right now. You are at your beginning. If you're itching, you are at your beginning. I'm telling you. Things have haunted you. Deaths that have happened. Children you've worried about. You've been, and it's been more worry now than ever. Don't you think that's strange? That it's been irritating you so bad? To, almost to, to torment. And the enemy's like trying to make you look, look at it in a whole different way. All the enemies have me, I need to pray and do intercession and fast 40 days and make myself mad. No, you're at your end. I've got a heart issue. It's really been, I, I, I don't know what to do with it. It's gotten worse. Even on the way over here, I was kind of panicking. You're at your end. I don't care what it is. I don't care what kind of sickness. I don't care what, what it is. If it's at its tipping point, you're there. It's over. At the strike of 12 tonight, I'm going to tell you, there's going to be major change that's going to go into some of these believers in here. I'm telling you. And I'm not hyping stuff. I'm just telling you the truth. I can only tell you what the Lord tells me. I'm not going to hype something up. Then you're going to start taking over. You're going to see stuff that's been allotted to you. So I just prophesy to you, sit down, just rest. Listen to God. Because now he's about to feed you a whole new world. A whole new body. A whole new memory. A whole new memory. A whole new mind. Things you thought you couldn't forget. He can erase it in a second.
Lord Jesus, I pray for not just these folks, even people watching. Lord, this is, this is awesome. I'm sorry, y'all. This is awesome. I, I can feel the Lord. I can feel his greatness. I can feel his favor on every soul in this room. I don't care where you are in your spirituality. I don't care if you can't just came to the Lord a while ago. I'm going to tell you, you're about to leap. You're going into a whole new place. You think you're just going to step once. No, he's going to make you do five steps at one time. There are things that you're going to, you think you're going to have to go through to get there. No, he's just going to get you there. He's going to place you there. That's your God. Lord, I pray right now that the good shepherd, the good shepherd, would first strike the religious shepherd that's tried to, that just tried to torment your sheep and to put them in works and to, and to drive them nuts. Lord, I ask that you put an end to all that works and all that torment. Lord, I ask that now that show them that that scab and all that itching now is over. Lord, oh, good shepherd, I ask that you now tomorrow... Lead them into green pastures. We've been through the valley of the shadow of death. Now it's time. It's time to sit at your table. You have set a table in the midst of our enemies, and we're going to eat them up. We're going to eat them up. I pray for everybody's body, Lord. I ask that you descend upon them and give them life. Because that's what you came for. You came to give us life. And let this 2017 be the year of life. Where life destroys curses. Wow. Wow. I pray for every child, every mother, every father, every new, every new Christian. Every, Lord, I ask that you just ascend them to new heights, brand new heights. Mm. Wow, I don't know. I'm going to keep praying. Uh, Lord, I ask for you to give houses away this year. People that need houses, I ask that you just start giving houses away. Lord, to people that need it. There's people in Corpus Christi that need houses. There's people, oh man. There's people that are going to make money that are actually going to buy land and start building houses and giving them away. There's going to be places that are going to be built supernaturally. Lord, I pray for that. I pray for that. I pray for that in our government here. I pray it in our city council. Whew. Lord, there are people here that you've been, you have called to be in our governments here, in this local government. Lord, just give them a Holy Ghost kick in the pants and just get them moving. Get them moving. Mm. Those that have never seen in the Spirit, those who thought they've never heard the voice of the Lord, open their ears, pop their ears open, and open their eyes right now, Lord. I pray right now that they'd open their sensitivity, that they'd feel wind, they'd feel angels around them, and just freak them out a little bit. Freak them out, Lord. You Man, you used to freak them out in the Bible. Lord, oh, Jesus, let the living God invade them. Make their hair stand up. Make them grow hair that they don't have it. Lord, I, 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 anything, Lord. 
Rebellious children are going to stop. It's weird. Rebellious children are going to stop because the rebellion is not going to be in the house anymore. Oh, man. Mm, People have been hurt by divorce. You're healed. I'm not going to get married. I I, I second-guess that. Some of you have been hurt so hurt and divorced that you, you're about to you're gonna run right into your next mate and it's gonna be your last one. Some of you that are uh, you're old like me, you're old and you hadn't been married for a while and you just say, Well, I'm just my Jesus is my husband. Get ready. You're about to have a husband. You're going to manifest all over the place. Because <laughs> we've got to have partnership. We've got to have relationship. got to have family. We've got to do it together. And in Jesus' name, I bless your homes. I bless your homes. I bless the hands that you've been working with, hard hands. I bless the mind that you've been toiling with all this year. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm prophesying to you. You've been faithful. You may thought you you weren't, and you may have kicked and bucked, and you may have manifested some bad stuff. But I'm going to tell you what, the Lord sees you faithful. It's gotten you here. You have been faithful, and you about fainted, and if you're about to faint, that means you've been on his trail. Thank you for taking the time to listen to a message from one of our ministry friends and family at Rock City Church in Corpus Christi, Texas. If you'd like more information on the ministry, please visit our website at www.rockcitycorpus.com or feel free to check out our Facebook page of Rock City Church in Corpus Christi. Have an awesome, rockin', fired up day.